Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And happy Wednesday, March 22, even though the clock behind me does not say that. It says Tuesday. We're recording this at 2.05 in the afternoon on Tuesday, the 21st. So welcome to the 22nd. Kim Clement used to say, I'm somewhere in the future and I look much better than I look right now. So this is that we're someday we're, we're in the future with uh, Kim Robinson. It's going to be great today uh, talking about some revelation from heaven. She's had many trips to heaven. We're going to talk about that and recap that in just a moment. Uh, but first, a quick reminder of some of the wells that you're helping us drill every three days, a new fresh well in Uganda and this air, geographical area, we're just changing lives. And you're changing lives is the right way to say that. So Michael, go ahead and run that spot. And I always like to thank you uh, many, many times for your um, generous giving. Most of you who, I don't really know the percentage, but I know it's a good percentage of you do donate. Uh, I've never tried to calculate that out, but um, I, I reported recently on one of our programs that we have about 30 people that work that make this thing whole thing go. And when I calculated what that number was, and I realized, you know, that every two weeks people get a check. Um, then I calculated what we give to the wells and water projects and to the poor and various projects that that are really, really to the impoverished people of the earth. And we are giving away from your funds, from your donations to us. We give away three times uh, into these projects than what we do is paying for the payroll. So that's kind of a helpful number and helps us feel uh, good that we're uh, appropriately doing kingdom building with the funds you, you send us. So we're very, very grateful. All right, time to bring in Kim Robinson. So let's bring in Kim. Here we go. Kim Robinson, it's been way too long. It has. I know. We we got started. You know, we still got started with you long before we were doing much in the video. We had some video going, but this was years ago. Do you remember what year you first we first published your the, our books? Yeah, so, or books? some 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 information or some of the stories from your books. It went for about quite a few years, didn't it? It's quite a while. It's probably six years or so, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I have a yeah. feeling it's even more than that. I don't know for sure. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Kim, now, um, I have. it's been a long time since I've been with you. Remind the people who didn't get in on the original introduction, if someone were to say, how many times have you gone in to heaven or how often or um, how common? I'm just giving you some choices. And I know you go camping and you go to heaven. So tell people uh, about that part of Kim, how often you get to visit and God shows you that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, it started in 1988. Whoa, way back then. Yeah, way back then. I was I was Baptist, but filled with the Holy Spirit. And he was just, he, the Holy Spirit was teaching me, which I didn't even know he was teaching me because I didn't know it was possible. Because I had never heard of anyone going to heaven. And, but the Holy Spirit was teaching me how to encounter Jesus in heaven. And started with all these trips and showing me fun things in heaven like that there really is an amusement park in heaven you know there are dinosaurs in heaven wow There's, you know so it's, it's not just cat kerr who's gone and seen that you've <laughs> seen those two things as well that's two that you just listed right i was i was real excited because when i would come back like i said i was baptist so i didn't have anyone that i was going to tell yeah, i can <laughs> I understand wasn't gonna go to church and say by the way uh, so I, when I would come back from these encounters, I would write them down. And so I just journaled them for years. And so when I came across Kat Kerr, she started talking about the amusement park. And I'm like, I know it's there. Really? And I had it written down. That was one of the very first places that Jesus Amazing. took me in 88. And then I've seen the dinosaurs. I got to ride the dinosaurs and just, you know, the Ride you, motorcycles with Jesus. I remember the motorcycle <laughs> one. That one stuck with me because I thought that's the kind of God that I want to be friends with. And it was Jesus, yeah. I think, riding a motorcycle. Right. You know, right. sort of an advanced space space age one, as I recall. <laughs> yeah. Tell people that you got to tell that. Okay, now we told them. So tell them that story because we just dipped our toe in there. Yeah, they're gonna like what? Yeah. So I was so on these all almost all of my encounters. Uh, is when I'm worshiping and then I feel this, I feel this drawing to step over into heaven. And so 
when Jesus is wanting to do something with me, I just, whenever I step over, I'm just instantly there on what he's wow. wanting to do. And so I was instantly sitting on a motorcycle and I used to ride a motorcycle. Oh, and you I, did. I, sitting, I did. <laughs> and so I was, I was looking at him like, I wonder what kind this is. Is this a Harley? Is this a Honda? You know, but it didn't have a name, but mine was red, which I like red. So I was happy about that. And I looked over at Jesus and he had it like a blue one. And I, there wasn't a name, so I, I couldn't tell what it was, but it was really cool looking. And Jesus is like, you want to ride? And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> ride a motorcycle in heaven. What could be, you know, yeah. what could be better? And so we took off. And in heaven, you don't have to worry about how fast you go, you know, because you can go fast. And we were leaning way over on the Gee. side. And we're just, as, as, you know, curves. And it was actually... It wasn't on the road, but it felt like you were on the road. I knew, I know that we were up off the road, even though the road was below us. And I was looking at it and I thought, how is this running? You know, does it, it doesn't have gas. Is it, you know, what is making this go? And it, it just felt like it was sucking in the air and it was using the air of heaven as, as power. It's the only thing I, I don't know if it was. So you yes. felt like it was, did it have a engine sort of a sound or was it quiet? It had an engine sound. Okay. Yeah, it sounded so like a big it, Harley. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, you know, what? that's interesting that you say that because I was about to say, if God himself, of course, is a Jesus who is also God, if they were going to do something that would fun, that would be fun, the Harley guys would want that sound. They would want that, whatever we call it. They used to call them choppers or whatever. They, yeah. And they're loud. So it, it was loud. It was like it. Um, it and it rumbled underneath you. And it had, it had wow. you know, the, the handles, you know, so you weren't just with your arms out flying. You were actually steering the motorcycle. And you could lean over and you'd shift gears. And it was, I mean, it was a motorcycle. And we were going around these corners and then I saw Jesus. You want me to tell them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell it. Tell it. I, that was, that's my favorite part, what you're about to tell me. So I got to, you can't not, you got to hear this, folks. Okay. <laughs> and so as Jesus and I were leaning around these corners and going fast, because I like fast. I don't like mopeds. You know, I want to go fast, <laughs> I, you know. And so we were going fast around these corners and Jesus misses the corner and hits a tree. And his motorcycle just kind of explodes. And I come up, I see it and I come up and my, cause you have your soul, you have yeah. your mind when you're in heaven. And so my first thought was, Oh no, I killed Jesus. I am <laughs> going to be in trouble, you know, because that's what you think. And so as I came up on the, the tree and the motorcycle, Jesus is laying there and he sits up and he is laughing and he throws <laughs> his head back and he is just laughing. And I'm like, Oh, Whew, oh, yeah, you can't die in heaven. You know, you can't even you can't, get hurt. You can't even get hurt. There was nothing broken. There was wow. not a cut. There wasn't a bruise and nothing. He was just laughing because that was really fun. And so he stands up and his motorcycle goes and it comes all back together again. Crazy. And I'm like, whoa. And he gets back on. He looks at me and says, you ready? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so we take <laughs> off again. That's and so. so you know, and I've told that story to different men and different mothers who have who have lost children to motorcycle wrecks. Oh, really? You know, and like their sons, they, you know, had a motorcycle wreck and they're in heaven and they wonder, will they ever get to ride again? I'm like, yes, they get this amazing motorcycle. And I've had men go, I don't want to go to heaven because all you're going to do is sit around and sing Kumbaya with a bunch of old people. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> you know, you get to ride motorcycles. You get to ride horses. You know, That's just, crazy. Well, you know, and first of all, you do not come off as a person that wants to go fast on a motorcycle. I know, right? You're just this regular uh, um, oh. mama or something. I don't know how many children you have, but. Did you ride when you, you know, do you have a family? I don't, I don't know what your, what your and family And my husband is. and I, we have five, five oh, children. Wow. And did I you ride a, a motorcycle then with, with the kids? Mm -mm. Okay. You got concerned. Yeah. yeah. I waited till they grew, till they grew up. I didn't want them to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, and then you rode after that? <laughs> and then I, yeah. So after the wow. kids were, were grown and gone, I'd always wanted one. And so I thought, okay, well now it's just me. If I get hurt, it's just me on the bike, you know, and, and uh, so I'm 
It wasn't. It was. It was a two fifty Honda. So it wasn't. That's a big. You know, that's a good. Yeah. It's good. I wanted one that was big enough that I could stand it back up if I ever fell over, and it never did. But yeah, I would go. I well, I was going to say when I was in um, sixth grade, I rode a Honda fifty uh, to school because it's old country school, so you could ride on the dirt roads. Because obviously, I'm not mm -hmm. licensed, so I'd ride on the dirt roads and go to this one room schoolhouse. In Santa Paula, and so, but that was heavy for me, and it was a pretty. It's not like those thin ones they make these days, but it was a pretty heavy bike. Uh, at least it felt like that. But two fifty is kind of up there. It is. It was. It was. It was pretty heavy. I was really glad that it didn't. It never. I never laid it over. So it was one of the well, very first times I took it out. It was raining. I'm like, oh no. So I called I called my husband. I'm like, it's raining. He said, just go slow, pay attention. <laughs> so that's what I did. <laughs> well, so I know we got stuff we're gonna get into here in a moment, real important stuff, but how what would you say to people to to someone? Okay, there's people watching this for the first time, or someone's gonna send it to their husband who loves to ride and he's gonna get excited, but others will say, That's not in the Bible. There's <laughs> nothing in there from Adam to John the Revelator, there's nothing about riding a motorcycle. Therefore, there is no possibility that something that earthly would be in heaven. How, how, what would you say? I'm glad you said that because that's what we're going to cover today. Oh, it is. Okay. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So the what is in heaven is he has created, he made someone, he gave someone the, the idea to create it on the earth. That's why we have motorcycles on the earth because we have motorcycles in heaven. First, they first. were there first. They wow. were there first. And then he gave someone on the earth the, the idea to design motorcycles. And that's why we have motorcycles on the earth. Wow. That's yeah. really good, Kim. That's and really it, good. And that's why we have, you know, that's why you wear clothes. That's why there's swimming pools. That's why you go swimming. That's why there's boats. That's why you drive a car. That's, that's why, why there's, there's airplanes. A, yeah. Is that why there's Disney places like Disneyland? And like Disneyland, because there was an amusement park in heaven first. Wow. And roller coasters in heaven first, because God is, he's a father and we are his children. And yeah. he, you know, and that's one of the things that Jesus said when he was taking me to heaven and I was experiencing all the fun things. You know, I don't, he, he takes me to the fun stuff. And he, he, he told me. Is it me, fun stuff all the time, every time you go? Is that, is that probably what you're Probably 90% of the time. Really? Yeah. I love that. It's, yeah, yeah, which you need that, you know. <laughs> you, yeah, I do. Yeah, I You can do. go on vacation, not ever have to get a ticket. But, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> but so Jesus said that the reason why he was showing me the fun things in heaven, he said, because people think that all you do in heaven is float around wearing diapers, doing nothing but eating grapes and singing Kumbaya. And he said, but I want them to know that I have made heaven fun That's because so I want them to want to be with me. So good, Kim. So, so, good. so good. Yeah, isn't that yeah. good? Oh, I mean, so. it just doesn't get better. I mean, that, and I, say, I mean that with all the sincerity in me. That's the kind of God I want to serve. That's the kind of God that as a kid, I might have thought he would do that, even though I was never taught that. I, I might have thought that if someone said, what would you would you think it was good news? You know, that I was little Steven, they call me. They even call me Stevie. <laughs> Stevie, would you think it was really good if there was motorcycles in heaven? You know that motorcycle you're riding to sixth grade? Would you think it'd be really good if they had one of those in heaven for you? Are you kidding? That would be good news. So yeah. we grow up and we get stuffy and set in our ways and we try to be so holy. But well, listen, I better not take you too long because you got some real important stuff, but really, really good, Kim. I'm good. A, I'm I'm in, I'm in <laughs> So jump in wherever you want here. Okay. So this, this last week I was camping, which is a great time to go camping because nobody else goes camping. So I had the whole campgrounds kind of to myself All right. and um, in the, and the Holy spirit woke me up with this. And he, he was wanting me to share this on Elijah, on Elijah streams. And this is before you had, had even invited me back. So I'm okay. like, Oh good. They're going to be calling me. So, yeah. <laughs> and so what he was saying, um, so I was asleep, but he woke me up even though I was asleep. So I was a, awake in my dreams Okay. and having a, with a vision 
even though I was asleep, I was having a vision that the Holy Spirit was giving me. And in this vision, I saw teenagers and, and like college age students, they were being abused by teachers. And the teacher was using a wooden paddle and spanking the students, but the teacher was laughing. And the teacher knew that they were abusing the student, but the teacher was getting paid for it. The teacher knew what they were teaching the students was abuse. The teacher also knew that they could do this because the student or the students wouldn't simply stand up and say no more abuse and take away the so-called paddle from the teacher. The Holy Spirit said that this revival at this time is it's for the also for the young adults to stand up all the way down to grade school. I saw them all stand up to the abuse wow. that they are being taught by the schools and take away the paddles, take away the paddles from the teachers. And I saw that when the students stood up to the teachers and took away the paddle and saying no more abuse, it was like the teacher was almost relieved. It's like, oh, really? Yeah, it's like they were relieved because they were being made to teach this, this sexual perversion. They were being made to teach the students the sexual perversion, and they were relieved. Do you do you, like? Are you t talking about things like uh, they're grooming children, uh, the way adults could groom children? They're showing right. them sexual materials. They're they're talking about the tr um, transgender, yeah. you know, identity thing, and all you know the whole identity confusion. The teachers were relieved that the students finally stood up. And took away, so so you know, kind of the took away the paddle, <laughs> you know, took away the the teacher's voice and said, "No more abuse." And I felt like that the Holy Spirit was wanting me to pray for the students or for the people that are wanting to stand up and get free from all this sexual perverted spirits that have been embarked that have been taught to them because they are receiving this in their through their eyes, through their ears, they are receiving these sexual perverted spirits wow. by the teachers and they're wanting to get free, but they don't know how to get free. So if I could, can I pray for yeah, them? Yeah, please do. Okay. So if that, if that is you, if you will repeat this after me, you put your hand on your heart or close your eyes, whatever you want to do. And I want you to say, I renounce every sexual perverted spirit off of me now. I renounce every demonic perverted spirit from me now. I declare the blood of Jesus to purify my eyes, to purify my ears. I declare the blood of Jesus to purify me and I command every demonic spirit off of me. I will not partner with you in the name of Jesus. You no longer have authority over me. I rebuke you off of me now and I receive the Holy Spirit to fill me and to purify me. And I stand up and say, no more abuse in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus name. Okay. Amen. You, you may know, have to replay that and pray with yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. And you know that um, that's interesting because the parties to this kind of horrible teaching and perversive stuff that they're doing and bringing in drag queens, whatever it is, is that you have wicked supervisors that are making the teachers teach this because that's what you were hired to do and you have to teach this. You have to do you'll this. You'll be fired. Right. And then you have, um, so you have the teachers, you've got the, the wicked people telling them that they have to do it. And then you have the parents and all, all three of them can tend to get in a fight, but the, the children, never stand up because we're taught that they'll take care of it and tell us. But I think that's a, that's a heavy word in a good way because if enough people hear this and go, well, you know what? Us kids never thought about that. We can stand up and say enough of this, you know? Enough. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought of that until he woke me up and gave me that dream. And I thought, well, of course. Yeah. yeah. You know, if they stand up and take away the so-called paddle. Thanks for listening. 
The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Yeah. Well, the teachers aren't going to have to teach that because yeah. they're like, well, they're not going to, they're not listening. You know, they're, you know, it's been taken you know, away from us. Makes me think of a, uh, an actual experience in my life. My father was extremely abusive. And I've mentioned that here and there. Uh, you know, we talk about it. he's with the Lord now, repented and is with the Lord, but he was extremely abusive. Big guy. I was, a, I was very small built. And I got all the way up into college. I think it was at some time in college, halfway through maybe. And my dad was in one of his moods where he'd get violent. He gave me a black guy when I was a senior in high school and all that. So that stuff mm-hmm. went on. Well, this one night he decided he was going to take off after the cat. Now I'm an animal lover. And he was going to take a broom and beat the cat for no reason. He was just angry. And he took off after that. And something rose. I mean, it's the first time in my entire life. And I said, you stop that. And I yelled it with, I mean, my face was, it's a little red now, but it was like <laughs> beet red. And I demanded. And it's, he was startled. And, yeah. And he stopped cold. And then I went upstairs and prepared. I was going to leave home. I was going to run away. I mean, run away. I'm in college, but I was going to just leave, some, go somewhere. And I was preparing to, to get close together. And I heard him come up the stairs. And I quickly jumped in the covers because I was totally dressed. I didn't want him to know I was about to leave. And he came up and he said, I'm very sorry. And he apologized. My father had never apologized wow. to me. But all wow. it took was me demanding with authority he stopped. So it's, that's right. kind of what I'm hearing you that's say. Exactly. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Until they're confronted. Yeah. You know, and, and I was and in the vision. I saw the student bent over being spanked with a wooden paddle, mm. you know, and it was just a, I mean, it was like a college age student. And Jeez. the Holy Spirit was saying all they have to do is stand up. They just have to stand up. And that's what you did. You stood up to your yeah. dad. You stood up. Yeah, yeah, it was a moment in time. And I think if someone at the, some adult somewhere in my life in, if, or years earlier had said, you know, you don't have to take this from your father. You know, if you stood up from him, he would stop. If he, he might not stop the first time, but he'd stop. You know, if I had anyone told me, so that's why I think this word is so important because it's going to wow. get around. Parents will tell Praise their God. children, you know, you don't have to take this in class. Yeah. You can say, I'm not, I don't want to see that. I'm leaving the room, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And so one of the other things that he was while I was camping, the Holy Spirit was saying that uh, he really there are people that's wanting to have encounters in heaven. And he's he was encouraging me to encourage you that it is okay to have these encounters in heaven. And so he was giving me some magnificent scriptures. And so that's what I was wanting to share today yeah. is some scriptures Yeah, because we're taught, you know, that, that we can't do this. And he's like, really? Well, show them the scriptures, <laughs> you know? So the first scripture it, that he gave me was Hebrews 10, 19 through 22. And it says, and now we are brothers and sisters in God's family because of the blood of Jesus and he, Jesus, welcomes us to come into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm boldly and without hesitation. And that's Jesus. Jesus is saying, come in, come in boldly. You know, just like what we were saying, boldly, come yeah. in boldly. And then Jesus in verse 20, it says, he, Jesus, has dedicated a new life-giving way for us to approach God. You know, and so, you know, we're bombarded with you can't see God. You can't experience God. Well, verse 20, (laughs) Jesus has dedicated a new life giving way for us to approach God, not just Jesus, but to approach God. For just as the veil was torn in two, Jesus's body was torn open to give us a free and fresh access to God. This is this is your ticket. (laughs) This is your, you know, so you can approach God. And since we have a magnificent high priest to welcome us into the God's house. And I saw like, you know, the priest standing at the at the tent because he was the only one that could go in. Right. But now on this one, it's like I could, you know, the Holy Spirit talks to me in pictures. So it's like I could see Jesus standing at the tent with the tent door open and going, come on, come on in. 
I welcome you to come into God's house. And then it says, verse 22, we come closer to God and approach God with an open heart, fully convinced that nothing will keep us at a distance from God. Not just Jesus, not the angels. He's talking about God himself. For and our heart. When you say God, of course, and I've been over the years, recent years, I've been practicing. Of course, God is now, when I think of him as God, he's Father God, right? Or Abba God or Daddy God. He sometimes. Mm -hmm. Daddy uh, God. <laughs> yeah, I like the way you do that. I, I really, really do. Because it, <laughs> it's, 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 at first it was off putting, like, what do you mean, Daddy God? But it does say we call him Abba Father. It's the same thing. Daddy God. That's what Daddy God. That's what it means. Yeah, so yeah. Um, and so when we're approaching God, and I'll just use this one illustration again, I would never have gone and approached my father, who was my earthly father. You know, I had to be called in. I didn't say I mean, it doesn't mean I never came and asked him for something, but it was very rare because you stayed you were fearful of him, just like many people are fearful of God. Absolutely. We might make him mad. We might upset him. This is the way it was in our home. Uh, just stay away. Keep your distance because if you see him, he'll probably make you do something and yell mm. at you for something. That was the way it was. Mm -hmm. So this scripture is a totally different picture because a bunch of people watching this said, yep, I had a dad just like Steve. Yeah. And, yeah. and God's that's why God gave these scriptures. Right. Yeah. And then he, the Holy Spirit was reminding me, he said the veil was torn as his back was torn open and the Holy Spirit. So he, like I said, he talks to me in pictures and he said, yeah. um, he said, it wasn't, it, it said Jesus's back was torn open. Just like the veil was torn. Mm. He said, Jesus didn't have a little bed sore. Mm. No. <laughs> and it wasn't a little peephole. So we could like maybe peek into maybe what does heaven look like you know just a little peephole just to see maybe could be what what it, it was torn open so we can boldly That's come into good. the throne it was so good and uh, good. yeah and, and uh he reminded me said there's nothing fully convinced that nothing can keep us at a distance from god he says nothing will keep us at a distance but I have found out that people stay at a distance because they have been taught that you can't approach God. They have been taught that you shouldn't have these encounters. So it's your head that is keeping you. It's not God and it's not Jesus because Jesus opened. He was beaten so you could come in. So you have full access into the presence of God. So you I know that. I I know now, I used to know one person, maybe Cat Kerr, then there was five or six, and now there's nine or ten that I know have encountered heaven. Maybe there's 20 because many people that I know friends have said, yeah, I've gone a time or two, and I'm going, wait, that's all you're going to say? I've gone, tell me <laughs> about this, you know, so, but, so it's not for the few, but for the many, we could say, how many, how many people does he invite to have encounters? So everyone, because, you know, that's why Jesus died is so, because he wants everyone to step in and to be with the father. Wow. And he's, you know, and so there's kind of, there's two ways that you can do this. You know, one way is by faith, you know, like in Ephesians two, six, and that we're going, I'm sticking with God. God's the theme here, not Jesus, not the angels, not the roller coasters, not the motorcycles. It's stepping in to see God. So God raised us up with Christ and seated or co-seated us with him in the heavenly places. So this is God, the God that that we're saying that we're not supposed to be able to see. Well, God raised us up to yeah. be with him in the heavenly places. And he really highlighted heavenly places. There's heavenly places in heaven. You know, there's That's heavenly good. Places. Yeah, that's what I mean. I actually hear you. I'm glad you're repeating that because it's people might say, well, I've been to heaven and and I've never been there. I've been to heaven two or three times and I never saw a roller coaster. Have you been to all of the places? <laughs> places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's places. And another way, you know, and it's in Christ. So if you remember, you know, we are in Christ and God raised up Christ. We are in Christ. And we, so where Jesus is, we can be, we see what he sees and it's all by faith. So that's by faith. And so another act, 
another another way that you can step over into heaven is by the sovereign act of God. In Revel Revelations 4, so this is John, Revelations 4 says, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard like the sound of a trumpet speaking. And so this is a sovereign act of God, the way God sovereignly will draw you. And so sometimes I will feel... I feel um, this pull from God. I feel a, a sovereign act. I feel this this pulling of my spirit that God is wanting to spend time with me. The first time was by faith. This is by you feel it. You feel this drawing, just can like you, John. Cam, can you describe it a little more? What do you mean? You it's kind of it, to me. For to me, it's it feels like um, you're getting ready to go on vacation. Okay. And you an know, excitement is it an excitement? excitement? For me, it's kind of like an excitement. I feel excited in my spirit. I feel excited like something really good is getting ready to happen. Good. That's really and you're, helpful. And you're, you know, and you're like, you know, do you want to do this? Because it's it's an excited, good feeling. It's not like, oh, I'm in trouble. I got to go to the principal's office, you know. Mm, <laughs> it's, a, it's a wonderful feeling. And um, so, and John says, the first voice, which I heard, like the sound of a trumpet speaking. And so whenever you hear Jesus's voice, it says, like a trumpet. So I used to be in band. Yeah, I was a band. <laughs> I was a band nerd. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I played the trumpet. Oh, I played the trumpet too. So there, Oh, well, hey, there we're, you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, and as you know, the trumpet has a specific sound. It has when people play the trumpet it has a clear sound it has a a sound that makes you stand up it has a an authoritative sound when you when a trumpet is being sounded you you there's a certain sound of clarity mm -hmm. and it's you know when he was saying that um when i heard like the sound of a trumpet speaking to me. It wasn't Jesus playing CDFG, you know. It wasn't the sound of music. It was it was a sound of authority, sound of clarity. Because when you hear him, it has this authoritative, clear, come up here. And so that was one of the first things that I heard as a Baptist sitting on the floor in front of my washer and dryer. I didn't even know this was in the Bible. Did but you hear I, the, just the trumpet or did you hear those words come up? I heard those words. I heard come up here. I have things to show you. Wow. And that's and his voice was clear like the sound of a trumpet. Jeez. It didn't sound like a trumpet. It was clear and, and, you know, powerful, like come up here. But even though it was loving, it was come up here. I have things to show you. And so and it says immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne was standing in heaven and one sitting on the throne. And what really stood out to me that he was wanting he was wanting you to, to notice on this is um, the door is standing open. And he said the word standing is a permanent position. The door in heaven is open. It's always open. And he showed me like. Uh, I, you know, I have this little prayer room office and he showed me like sometimes the door is open or like in your office. Sometimes the door may be open and you get kind of there's kind of like two different types of people that will walk into a room with an open door is you get the little timid one that will. And just like what you were saying about your dad, right? you know, you get the little timid one that will. Can can I can can I you know can are mm -hmm. you busy I don't want to I yeah, don't want to bother you with me. this mm -hmm. I don't want to bother you with this problem because I know you're really busy and you're scared you're timid to come in but then you get the one that just like bangs on the door and they come in they like hey the door's open <laughs> and they boldly come into your room and that's what God not Jesus not the angels but God Himself says the door is open come in. I want you to boldly come so in. There is nothing to be afraid of. The door is standing open. It's always open. And so whenever you step over boldly into these encounters with Jesus, either by faith or because you feel this pulling, you feel the, the sovereign act of God pulling you, either way, it's still by faith. So there's, it always has the faith component. Can you clarify one thing? Because 
You said not Jesus, not the Holy Spirit, but God or the Father. Do you mean not only Jesus, not only Spirit, or always only the Father says, come up here? I was a little unclear on that. Um, Jesus, Jesus or God. Okay. Okay. Because in heaven, you can see them separately. They are separate beings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you you might receive come up here, and it might be either Jesus or God. Je- yeah. Okay. And so, like Got the it. first time in '88, when I first heard that, that was Jesus calling me up because I, okay. I I had no idea that I could see God. I mean, and if anybody had told me that, I would probably have been too scared to do that. So it was Jesus who brought me up into into heaven, and as I started feeling more comfortable with Jesus, then Jesus walked me to the Father. Nice. And he walked me. So I'll just kind of share this little. So as Jesus, after I had been there a couple of times and I felt comfortable that Jesus, you know, wasn't mean or weird or something, (laughs) you know, that Jesus said, I want to take you to the father. And so we he walked me across kind of the throne room and I saw God way over there because I was scared. So, you know, he was way over there, which was fine with me. And Jesus starts walking me up to the father. And I was scared. And I said, really? I'm going to Jesus. And I said, it's his fault. He brought me here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? I threw Jesus under the bus right, right then. You know, I was like, if we're in trouble for coming into the room, into the room, I want, you know, it's his fault. <laughs> he did it. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and they just both laughed. They did. You know, they laughed. The father laughed. And that was, a, you know, that was my first encounter of seeing God. Kim, i got to ask you this on your own personal relationship with your father. Was it good? Is it good? It, well, he's passed away, but okay. he was he was kind of quiet. He was always quiet. Hard you to know, approach. He wasn't abusive or anything like that. He was just maybe a little of, bit, maybe a little bit hard to approach because of his quietness. Well, he was always watching sports. Okay. And so anytime I wanted to spend time with him, I had to go sit down and watch football, basketball, baseball, the beauty pageant, <laughs> you know, that that was my time of getting to I spend see. time with my dad. And I had to be quiet. But then he also taught me how to swim. So I spent a lot of time swimming. So that might have been why when you encounter with God, you were a little bit afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I didn't want to interrupt him. He may have yeah. been, you know. Watching a, or, a football yeah. game you know, or something. <laughs> I don't want to bother you, you know. Yeah. And that's kind of, I guess that is kind of how I was with my dad. I don't want to bother you. I just want to yeah. be with you, you know. And God's not like that. He's just like the door. And the door to my to my earthly father was always shut because he was always watching the game, you know. Yeah. But God's door is open and he wants you to boldly. There's going to be a lot in. of people that relate to what you just said and what you just shared about your father because they go, well, my father wasn't mean like Steve's, but your father wasn't mean. He just wasn't mm-hmm. very available. Yeah, you know? he was He was raised as the only child, so he was always kind of quiet, and he was just kind of, I'd say, introverted, you know, and was just, you know, he liked to fish, and so a lot of my personality is probably kind of from him because I love the outdoors. I love camping. I love the water. I love the smell. It was just funny. I love the smell of fish. Oh, wow. I don't like that. I like the smell of the ocean, but not. Yeah. Yeah. And so I grew up at the lake and he was one of his jobs was he was a manager of the boat dog. And so I grew up around boats and fishermen and campers. And, and well, I was I see always. What you're saying, Cause yeah, the, the, if you're at the Harbor or the boat docks, there's always fish. It's a very fishy smell. It's I a like very it. fishy smell. There's yeah. always dead minnows floating somewhere. And so, <laughs> which is funny because when I smell fish death you know at the lake or dead fish i'm like "Hmm, yeah (laughs) same thing of people that work on a farm they go out and my grandfather took us out in the in the animal the the farm with the cows and he goes oh i love that smell but later in life when i was around animals and we had a horse they go i get it now it brings back the memories of of that so anyway not to interrupt you but go for it and so I love this next verse that it gave me because everyone says, well, you can't, you can't approach God and live. You can't see God and live. Yeah. I'm like, really? Well, John 1 18, if you really dissect that verse, it is a very loving, very intimate picture of father God, daddy God with Jesus as his son. And they, people I think have not, dissected this verse because this is a very intimate very loving verse john 1 18 says no one has ever gazed 
upon the fullness of God's splendor. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Not God's harsh, not, God, not God's power, you know, the fullness of God's splendor, except the uniquely beloved son. So right there, there's a father and a son. Wow. So that's father, daddy, God, and Jesus as the son, who is, and the son is cherished by the father. So here's a picture of the son of Jesus. And this can also be you. This can be the daughter, this, you know, yeah. that is cherished by the father. And it says from the lap of the father being held close to his heart. So now this is a picture of daddy, God, the father with Jesus, his son on his lap. And it says who's cherished by the father being held close to his heart. So daddy, God has his arms around Jesus and is holding him close to his chest so good just like john laid his head on jesus this scripture is jesus is laying his head on the father's chest Gee. being held by the father that is a very and that very is different where, picture and that is where we can be because we are in jesus right and so you have every right to sit on the father's lap and allow the father to wrap his arms around you and put your head on his chest and let him love on you as a loving father, as he did to Jesus. It says, and now Jesus has unfolded this information. He has unfolded to us. He has led the way to the full explanation of who God truly is. So that. That is what Jesus is doing. He's trying to explain to us, this is who God is. He cherishes you. You so, have every right to sit on his lap and let him love on you. So people will see that scripture and they won't look at it. This is probably the uh, Passion Translation, but they'll look at that scripture and they'll stop. And they'll, they'll read this part. No one has ever seen God. That's and they'll they stop. stop there and then and they'll they see. Stop. No they one's ever stop. seen God. Yeah. But you, if you research that out, if you Jeez. research the words and look in the different translations and research that out, that is exactly what it is. That is what that is yeah. exactly what it is. It yeah. is daddy. And doesn't that explain? Yeah. You know, it very much explains it. I love the passion translation. Brian Simmons is a friend, but he's very gifted in getting the words right. You know, yeah. and so. Yeah. Um, I asked him once, he, we did a show with him uh, when we had the studio, and I said, um, well, but don't people say that, like the Passion Translation, they'll say, well, well, that's a paraphrased version. It's not word for word. Um, and so, therefore, it's not legitimate. He said, Steve, every Bible that was ever translated from one language to another is a paraphrase because people say it differently and in different word order that doesn't make sense in English, they'll say something in Hebrew. So it doesn't make sense in the order. You don't translate it word for word. You have to say what they're saying as accurately, as humanly, as spiritually possible. Right. And so uh, I, anyway, the point is he would then take that scripture. I think that was probably the passage translation, although I don't see it. Oh. Uh, and, and I, It probably is. I, I think I put a couple translations together. Oh, okay. That's even that's even good. Yeah, that's better just to get, yeah, because just to kind of get that full, just to get that full picture, because that's who the Father is. Yeah, and that's our right. That's our because we are in Jesus. Jesus is in the Father. The Father is in Jesus. We are in them. So we have every right. Whenever we step over, either by faith or we're drawn over by the Father, we have every right to run across the throne room. <laughs> Don't be scared like I was, but you have every right because Jesus was on the lap of the father. That's so You great. have every right to sit on the lap of the father and let him love on you and reveal his, you know, so here's Jesus gazing at the father and he, you know, he's seen all the lights. He's seen all the love. He's seen the angels. He's seen all the good and all the love that flows out of the father. And he's been trying to tell us that he's been trying to get that information to us, you know, Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. Yeah. You know, they've seen me. You know, you've been, he goes, I'm just a savage. Have I, show us the father. They say, have I been with you this long and you still don't know me? Yeah. If you've seen me, you've seen the father. He kept right. trying to, to convey who the father is by every single thing he did. So it's fascinating. Right. It's just fascinating. So, wow. <laughs> And then uh, Colossians 3, 1, <clears throat> this is, um, it says, Jesus' resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why, so this is why we are to yearn or desire all that is above. You know, so people say, oh, you're just so heavenly minded. Well, that is a good thing. That's what it says to be. It says, this is why we are to desire for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Remember, you're in him. So that's where Christ sits. That's where you sit. And then it says, yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm. So, and it's not just to worship. It's not just to sing. It's not just to be in the throne room. It says to feast on all the treasures with an S of the heavenly realm, not just the throne room. The heavenly realm is big. And fill your thoughts with the heavenly realities and not with the distractions of this realm. So it said that we are to desire all that is above where That's Christ good. is, to feast on the treasures in the heavenly realm because your true life is hidden away in Christ. We are so in good. him. So you're not approaching God by yourself. Yeah, that one's an interesting one because it says it right there. We are in Christ. And then there was another thing. God was in Christ uh, drawing the word, world to himself. They are in each other, too, which is interesting. And we are in him and he's in them and we're in him. And, he's in <laughs> us. and there's all that thing. In other words, you can't get away from both the father and the son. Um, and the whole yeah. person, the Holy Spirit's in us, too. And he's in them. Right. So. It's a it's a family reunion at it's all a, times, isn't it? It's one big happy family. Yeah, John 14, 20 says, so when that day comes, you will know, and this is Jesus talking, that I am living in the Father, so that Jesus is in the Father, and that you are one with me. So Jesus is in the Father, we are in Jesus, and I will be living in you. That's good. Yeah, Jesus was in the Father. We are in Jesus who's in the Father, so while we're in the father with Jesus, he's around, <laughs> steps inside us. So he's in us. It's just so he's in very, us. Yeah. I mean, that's, I used to think when I read it in the different versions, it was just a kumbaya thing. I'm close to you. Come by here. Kumbaya. Come <laughs> by here. I'm by you. You're yeah. by me. Uh, I don't know Kermit the Frog singing or something, <laughs> you know, and, and it sounds like a nice thing. We're, we're close to each other. No. He's literally saying, Kat used to tell stories when she was like, I think she was four, and 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 God stepped inside of her and then stepped out, and she felt the difference, and she's do that again, and Jesus stepped inside of her too. I think they did it at the same time. She felt that, and yet in this present reality, it's always the case that he's in us. He doesn't mean I'm a really good friend of yours. He means he's literally, am I saying that right? He's yep. literally in us. Yep. It's not a saying. It's not a poetic idea. He literally lives in us and we in him. And we in him. And that's one of the encounters that I had in heaven also is we were at, um, we were playing at a mud puddle, (laughs) which is, I was surprised that there was even a mud puddle in heaven, but Jesus and I were playing. This is the short version. It's in the book, but the short version is Jesus and I were playing at this mud puddle and daddy God comes and joins us at the mud puddle. And I was like, really, God, (laughs) daddy, God, this is mud. (laughs) You might get dirty, (laughs) you know, and because you got your soul. So you're thinking, you know, you're holy and everything. I don't want you to get dirty. But after a little bit, then the Holy Spirit shows up and the father steps inside of me. Jesus steps inside of me. The father steps out. Jesus steps out. The Holy Spirit steps in. They And they just kind of like all three just kind of blend. They would come in and they would go out and they would go in each other and come out. And they would just like all come into me. Wow. And I could see, I put my hands in front of my face and I could see my physical hand. But then it was like it was transparent and I could see the father's hand. 
then I could see Jesus's hand. And then we went to the swings and we were swinging on the swings and I could see my hand gripping the, the rope kind of thing. But I, at the same time, I could see the father was in me. And I could see, see I, Jesus. I pictured, I heard you talk about the spring. It's been a long time being on a swing. And I thought, I'd like to sit on a swing next to God. But you're not saying you were next to him. You were he saying, was in me. This is like if you were in Texas, you'd say, all y'all were in there together. <laughs> they were all one seat. Right? All y'all. All y'all are here. All you were in the same spot. <laughs> yeah, so. we're all here. <laughs> and so, I, you know, and so that encounter was to solidify this scripture. And so when I came back, when I came back from the encounter, and then I read this scripture. I'm like, they really are in us. The father really is right now in me and so cool. in you. Jesus really. So when you go pray for people, it's not just your physical hand that's praying for them. It really is the father in you, Jesus in you with the Holy Spirit praying for people or teaching or whatever it is that you do. You're not doing this by yourself, if, yeah. you know. And so that's that's one reason why he wants you to have these encounters is so yeah. he can make the scriptures just come alive. Well, yeah, it's like he makes the scriptures come alive. The scriptures make him come alive. Our encounters make them all come alive. And and honestly, we make them come alive because they love us. Right. Am, am I overstating that? No, his the father's love is just you just can't you can't comprehend it it is just it's just because there's no bitterness there's no darkness there's no he's not upset with you because you didn't make your bed you know <laughs> there's there's just so much love that daddy god is so in love so and he good. wants you with him he wants you to to boldly step over and like in hebrews 5 he says but solid food is for the spiritually mature whose senses are trained by practice. And so the way that you do this is you have to practice, you know? And so I turn on my, my soaking music and I'll come out and practice. You've got to, you know, it's just like working out. What are you, you practicing now? What you, you haven't stated what you practice. What are you practicing? So I'm, I'm practicing. People say so, practicing so, his okay. presence, like practicing his presence type of thing. Practicing. Uh, well, like for for this week, uh, just okay. for example, this week, yeah. um, whenever I was I was worshiping and I, I felt just as sometimes it's a strong drawing. Sometimes it's just a slight drawing. But I felt this slight drawing of Jesus, you know, wanting to be with me. And that is a good practice right there is yeah. whenever you feel that do it, you know, don't go outside and plant flowers whenever he's when he's drawing you stop. And spend time with him. And so I had stepped over and I was, you know, practice. And Jesus was standing next to this, next to the river. And because I've been at the river in heaven many times with Jesus, I knew that this river is the river that flows under the throne of God. And this river is incredible. But this river at this point, it was just, it was like level with the ground. And Jesus steps into the river. And I had, was concerned about uh, some events that I have coming up. And so I was kind of concerned about, you know, what am I going to wear? What are, who's gonna, I wonder if anybody's going to show up, you know, <laughs> all this, all the normal stuff. And, and so Jesus was in the river and he says, take those, take that, because I was concerned about one specific thing when I was standing in heaven with Jesus. He says, take that and put it in the river. And so I took the, the, the concern that I wonder if anyone's going to show up, <laughs> you know, yeah. I took that thought and I just like, I tossed it like a Frisbee That's good. into the river and you do this by faith. This is the, you know, and so, and it's, he said, this is a river of peace. It's a river, not only a river of life, but it's a river of peace. And he started and he gave me the scriptures of in Isaiah, peace would flow over you like a river and I'll extend peace to you like a river. You know, so there's there's peace in the river. And so when I threw that concern of I wonder if anyone's going to show up into that river of peace, I felt so much peace over that. And so now when I think about it, I have so much peace. I'm not concerned. I'm wondering if anyone's going to show up. 
because I know that that is covered <laughs> with peace. Kim, when that uh, using that exact example, if you had that peace and three people only showed up, would you would you practice then uh, staying in that peace again? If this is the three, then God wanted these three. Would you? That's the that three. Yeah, that's okay. the three. Yeah, okay. because he, you know, he he knows what I'm going to say before I say it. Yeah. He's gone before me everywhere I've everywhere I go. He's already been there. You know, he's he goes before us. And so when I have these uh, different events, if only three people show up, I'm going to have peace knowing, Daddy, you knew that these are the three people that's going to be here. There is something special that you want to do with them that you wouldn't be able to do in a crowd, you know? And so you just have to just kind of focus on what is he wanting to do with the ones that have shown up because there's a specific reason why they're there. So good. So yeah. good. And, and, and you just don't worry, you know, it's just, it's so nice because I'm, you just like, I don't have to worry. That's really good. So and I think it's instructive to people watching this because they'll go, well, you know, Kim has been to heaven many times. She's been with the Father, Son, Holy Spirit a number of times, and yet she still so say, "Well, what if, what if someone's what if? not going to show? You're, they're just a person like all the rest of us, and God's training you. Even that very act of uh, taking by faith or as an uh, as a prophetic act. I don't know if your hand moves when you throw it in the water, or you just mm -hmm. see yourself throw it in the water. Uh, either way, right? You right. see yourself throwing. I um, see, yeah. I see my. Yourself. I see my. Yeah, I see myself because I'm. Probably either I'm probably laying on the floor just because that's kind of a comfortable position, yeah. and and I just I see myself with you know with Jesus and some and a lot of times we'll play in the water you know that that encounter we also got in the water and played, nice. but yeah because he loves the water and I love the water so a lot of a lot of our encounters are in the water really <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of like just hanging out on a summer day everyone sitting in the water sitting in the water splashing and what one Crazy. one of the things that he did is he dunked me. And I was, I was shocked. I was Which like, one, the father or Jesus? Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the scoundrel? The yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so he plays. And, you know, he, he plays. He loves to have fun. He's, I love it. he's not all stiff and, you know, he, he likes to have fun with you. That's so good. You know, if more people uh, could grab that, I mean, I've been grabbing it for about 10 years and I just still, my, I'm still a sponge having to ask you whether it's cat i'm asking her all and she'll often say you know i've never had anyone ask me that question or you've got more questions and i do they never run out uh, i think i exhausted some of them with cat because they ask the same <laughs> ones all the time but but i i'm talking to you and i have a whole bunch of new ones because you're different your experiences are are very similar but they're also different because you're different people yeah. right you right. know so interesting yeah. well um if you feel like praying for the viewers and absolutely, that, yeah. Good, yeah, I would love great. to. This is really yeah. good, Kim. Yeah, Father, I just thank you, Lord, for uh, just opening mm. up the scriptures to let people know that it is okay to be with you. Yes, Father. so I just release faith to step mm -hmm. over. I release the, the the boldness and the courage to step over and to be with the Father. Jesus was body was torn so we mm. can boldly come into the throne room and we can sit on the father's lap. He's not mean. He's not angry, but he wants to wrap his arms around you. You have every right to sit on the father's lap and to let him love on you. You have every right because you are in Jesus. You are part of the family and daddy God wants you with him. So I thank you, Father, for restoring this love, restoring faith that we can step over and we can be with you. And I thank you, Father, for your love. I thank you for, for these scriptures of intimacy and just for your boldness. And I thank you, sure. Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Kim, thank you so much. Now, it says on the screen, Heaven is Fun, that's your website. Is that where they get your book? Do you have one book or do you have a couple? I have about, I have six books. Okay, good. And so, yeah, you can go to the website and on the website, I also have some events talking about events. You all please come. Yeah, which, <laughs> name the one. Is there one that you, that's coming right up? Name whichever one you want. 
So March 31st, I have an event in uh, Huntsville, Arkansas at the rink. Okay. That's March 31st on a Friday night. And then May 20th is there's an event at in Rogers, Arkansas at the Joppa House. And so that's the two closest ones. Um, so Good. those and there's more those, about that on, on the site on, the, on, my, uh, mm-hmm. on my website. You can go to the events. I'm just now starting to figure out how to do that, how to post those. But if you go to the website, Heaven is Fun, I have um, like a four set CD. I have PDFs that you can download. I have the manual, I have children's books, and then I have Heaven is Real and Fun. That's the book that actually has the stories of heaven. And Jesus Sat on the Stump, which is the, the book that tells about the children in heaven. That's good. Yeah, That's which good. is really yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to make sure everyone can get to that site. So I'm going to, I, I know I've been on it years ago, but I need to get back on it and see what all is there. So it sounds really good. Well, Kim, thank you so much. I appreciate it. We'll have you on again sooner rather than later. So good. Uh, always love this stuff. And uh, let's see, quick reminder, Barry Wunsch will be with us. Uh, you're seeing this on Wednesday. So you're, so Barry Wunsch will be with us on Thursday. So we'll see everybody tomorrow. Okay, have a great day. See you tomorrow at 11 a.m. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.